All right, hey everybody. This is it. Tonight's episode is titled "It All Started with an Ice Cream Bar," and uh, this is uh, uh, some. Um, it's a little bit of a story of uh, someone who was the uh, heir uh, to, to uh, a, a fortune, a family fortune, uh, built on a. Uh, what all started with an ice cream bar. And maybe an advantage. I don't know. That's just the title of the book. I thought it was a memoir of uh, someone uh, of how they've lost their family fortune, like they were an heiress or an heir to a family. But so I'll, I'll, I'll turn it over uh, uh, to uh, the, the main character. Uh, you could call me Colleen. Uh, that's Colleen. And uh, this is my story. It all started with an ice cream bar. I had lived in uh, binary land my whole life. Uh, everything was a binary in my home. Uh, you know, good, evil, uh, male, female, right and wrong, supposedly. We were taught to think in that manner. Everything we did, uh, uh, fast, slow, uh, nice, not nice. And it was all, did we live up to the family values, the the humor name, uh, because my name's Colleen Humor. You could spell it however you like. Uh, I'm just telling you how it sounds. Uh, When I first started growing up in this uh, world uh, filled with nice uh, things, but, you know, to me, uh, I wondered, again, I was just thinking in my uh, old or nothing thoughts, it didn't, didn't feel nice. Now, looking back, I realized it was a mix of both things. Much like the ice cream and my family fortune was built on. Uh, that's, uh, that, but, uh, you know, I, I was uh, looking for an adventure. I was looking to get away from my family. Uh, I was looking to experience life. Also forgot what I was going to say, but because you know, but I'd lived there a long time. I guess that's what I was saying. I'd grown tired of uh, the on and off uh, nature of my family and its rules and the expectation. Oh yeah, to, to live up to the humor name. Yeah, particularly they they like to say, "Oh, we're good. We do good. We feel good. We are good." Our humor's good. Our ice cream is good. Our deeds are good. And you know people that, uh, we all know that that can't always be true. Or, I, I mean, I, I guess I don't know. But uh, I think I was saying that uh, it all started with an ice cream bar. I was sitting there eating one I had bought myself uh, and snuck into our freezer an off-brand, a store brand, I knew would, uh, uh, you know, that someone would frown about, uh, be unpleased about, what is this doing in our home? Normally our ice cream bars were made by uh, one of the chefs that worked in our house, uh, and not me, uh, but rarely were they store brand bars inferior uh, they would be the new experimental thing that the company was working on. But I started talking to this ice cream bar. 
uh, it wasn't the first time. You see, I had, uh, I had imagined, uh, that, uh, I had an imaginary friend who was an ice cream bar. And that's when it all started for me. This is one of my first memories was lying in bed. It's funny, our, our family, you know, we never had, a, like, an. We, 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 there was a characters associated with the, my family's company. But none of them was an ice cream bar. But it was one night I was lying in bed, uh, having trouble getting to sleep, uh, thinking about uh, what it all meant. And an ice cream bar walked into the room uh, as clear as uh, a nighttime, as clear as it could be at nighttime in my bed. I shared my room with my sister, uh, but that's not super important other than the fact that she didn't, I gasped, you know, ice cream bar. Oh, by the way, life-size ice cream bar. Uh, strolled into the room. Oh, when you say ice cream bar, what do you mean? That's a great question, too. This one is the one uh, that uh, is typically uh, two uh, uh, chocolate-colored cookie, like uh, an ice cream bar, ice cream sandwich, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, It all started with an ice cream sandwich uh, that I always called an ice cream bar, but uh, it it did present itself. I I said, uh, what, what, what? And uh, the ice cream bar had a face. Uh, it had two eyes. It was very expressive. Uh, and it said, uh, can't sleep, huh? And I said, I, I may never sleep again. What, 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 what? I said, just like that, what, a, what, a, what, a, what? A. And the ice cream bar sat down at my bedside. A seat uh, many uh, paid people had sat in before, uh, uh, you know, assistance, uh, personal assistance. Uh, my parents bespoke bedtime storytellers, uh, tutors, maids, nursemaids. Uh, I don't even know if maybe a wet nurse had been there before. The last person had been there had been a paid bedtime storyteller uh, who I had specifically worked very hard to. You know, I had tried to test their patience, uh, asking them a question after question after question. My sister would be sound asleep uh, after the bedtime story had started. But again, I saw it as uh, this bespoke bedtime storyteller who had to wear a, uh, a tuxedo or an evening gown. Uh, they were from a company, uh, uh, like this Relaxing Bedtime Stories Institute or something like that. And uh, they would, but I kept just asking, well, why would they do that? What was the person's name again? What, what what do you mean that they uh, what kind of dog was it? What 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 was what color was the dog's nose? Uh, oh, okay. What was the weather like? And then I, those are detail oriented questions. I also ask motivation questions, holes in logic questions, delayed questions where I ask a bunch of questions in a row, then let them get the story moving. And then give a delayed question that also derails the story. It became like a a challenge, and they said said, until finally the founder was there, trying to tell me a bespoke bedtime story. Uh, 
they were much more calming and relaxed, and they patiently had heard my questions over and over again. And they saw right through my attempts. Uh, said, wow, you're, uh, you, you, some people would call you precocious. Uh, some people would call you adorable, inqu- in- inquisitive uh, in nature. And I know you can't sleep, and I know you're, uh, you're frustrated. And also know what you're up to, asking all these questions. Uh, and you, know, you probably never asked for a bedtime story anyway. And maybe you don't want a bedtime adventure. Uh, we're just, you know, we're here to help, but I know we'll we represent something else to you. So I'm going to do you a favor, kid. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. One day, you're going to find your own way. You're going to find uh, uh, someone or something to come in here and keep you company. And then I asked you, who, where, what, you know, and they said right there. And they pointed to my chest, the center of my chest. Uh, they'll come from in there. And they'll help you. And then you'll forget about them uh, for a while. And uh, then they'll come back in your life. Uh, so good luck. Uh, we also, we, 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 you know, the company's never, you know, worked out great all the telling you the bedtime stories. Because, you know, we're, 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 you know, it was either way, whether you sleep or don't, we get a, so it's been good working with the kid. Now I realized, or then I realized when the ice cream bar walked in my room, the ice cream sandwich, if you want to be technical, uh, and sat at my bedside, uh, those words echoed in my ears. So wait a second. Uh, and I asked, uh, I said, are you an ice cream bar? And the ice cream bar laughed and patted my arm and said, I'm here to help you sleep to keep you company. I'm your friend. And I said, what's your name? And the ice cream bar said, Gwari. And I said, Gwari? And he said, no, Gwari. Uh, Gwari. You could just call me G if you like. Uh, and I said, Gwari. And the ice cream bar, which is really, I guess, technically an ice cream sandwich, said, Gwari. Yes. And he said, why are you here? Just to help. Uh, are you from inside me? And Gwari said, uh, yeah. Uh, what do you think? And then Gwari would come every night and keep me company. Be at my bedside and basically just say, huh, it's too bad. I see you can't sleep. That's got to be rough. Uh, what's going on? And sometimes, at first, uh, it was uh, nice to have Gwari there listening to me, and I would tell Gwari about my day, or about my family, my mother, mutter, as she had, fatter, as they had me call them, the humors, uh, uh, and all the, you know, everything, uh, grandmama, the matriarch of the family, the founder, the creator, still running the company. It was all right out of a movie. It was even in my mind, uh, all or nothing. Uh, I painted in just bold colors, or that's what Guari told me. And I, said, I liked that. And as we, as I had more and more time, and I felt uh, heard, I felt uh, I was being listened to with, with uh, 
I think it's the five A's, so I don't know. Acknowledged, I know, is one of them. Uh, accepted. Some of those other listening things. Guari uh, used them all. Probably because we had to take an extra class at night. A good listening. Listening with humor. Listening with good humor. Uh, grandmama would laugh. Uh, but this day was different. As I said, I was eating a store brand ice cream bar. Now you'll be you'll note that was not an ice cream sandwich. Uh, it was a bar. Uh, though it was on a stick, so it's, in my family that wouldn't be a stick. But it would said that on there. Ice cream bar. That was it. Uh, part of the new generic movement. Uh, but in, so I was having that there. And I thought to myself, it's been a while since I've seen Gwari. Uh, he'd started sleeping better. Uh, uh, he you know, got into a routine with school and found friends. And you know, just, just said, well, one day I'm going to leave this, uh, this family. Uh, and that's when I heard it. Uh, the door uh, to the back of the house uh, was open. There was a breeze. And I, as I walked towards the door, I saw a small pool of ice cream, a vanilla ice cream, to answer that next question. And I didn't remember, I hadn't been in that spot before, so I couldn't have dripped the ice cream myself. Uh, and I called, uh, hello, hello, is anyone there? Hello, hello. And I looked and I saw further down the path, uh, more uh, drips of ice cream. And they said, Guari, Guari, is that G, is that you? Hello. Uh, and I followed the path, and then it followed where our property split into other paths. Uh, and it was the one that headed to our seaport. And, yes, we had a seaport. We were, we you know, we were the sole, we, the, it was a, this was not a, a public company, uh, Almost seventy uh, percent before those two uh, dudes with the in Vermont uh, and the Europeans came with their ice cream. Uh, Grandmama, she she controlled the eighty percent of the ice cream consumption uh, in, in your country. In our well, your country now, as you'll hear. And uh, but I headed down to the seaport. Yes, so we had a seaport. Uh, and at first it looked like the seaport was empty. Uh, none of the yachts were there. Uh, but I wasn't really looking for boats. I was looking for an ice cream bar. Uh, my, 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 I guess you'd say my imaginary friend, an ice cream bar. And I headed out and the, the, you see, okay, what's the difference between a seaport and a dock? Uh, it's well, we're, 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 it was a cove uh, protected from the ocean. We lived on the uh, on the sea, but this was an enclosed cove uh, where you could bring in uh, sizable ships. This is large, uh, almost a bay. And then extending out to it was a pier, but a pier with a, a building on it, uh, you know, for loading and unloading supplies. We oh, we lived on an island, by the way. A large one, not a private island, uh, but a part of the island with privacy. 
And there's a building for unloading and unloading things for us to wait, you know, lounging, relaxing, changing for bo- changing into your boating garb. Uh, there's even, a, you know, luxury, the lap of luxury. But then I saw a small boat. Uh, it looked to be made of uh, paper. And on the front of the boat, it said the SS Paper Boy. It was made of newspaper, by the way, looked to be. And there is standing at the bow of the ship, I believe that's what you call it, was Guari, an ice cream sandwich, a giant, you know, bigger than me, waved to me. It would, it would, if you recall the, the drips of ice cream I saw, let me know something. It tucked it back in my mind, and I was happy. I said, Guari, Guari. Uh, and then I said, permission to come aboard. And Guari said, permission, permission granted, Captain. Uh, you don't need permission, though. And uh, then I climbed aboard uh, the the SS Paperboy, and uh, Guari was there. Uh, Guari started throwing the lines off uh, that had attached the ship to the dock. Uh, And I said, I I don't know how how to sail a ship. I don't know where we're going. Uh, And uh, Guari said, don't worry. we're, we're, uh, uh, and then kind of trailed off. And I said, what is it? Where, where are we going? And Guari said, on an adventure. And I said, oh, an adventure. And I said, where to? And Guari said, uh, 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 and then I said, wait a second, you're, you're dripping. Guari, I've never seen you dripping before. I followed your drips, uh, down here to the, the the seaport and the the ship. What what kind of adventure are you? As everything and Guari said, uh, we need to go see Doctor Mario. And I said, Doctor Mario. So that sounds it's a very very official. And then I I, I said, well, how will we get there, Guari? Like and Guari said, I need to go below. There's a a freezer below. But don't worry, it's bird week, and uh, you'll get there. You'll get to the Dr. Mario. And he said, does Dr. Mario live on, like, Yoshi's Island or something like that? And Guari said, don't worry, the birds will know where to go. And so I went below with Guari, and there was a a walk-in freezer. I wondered if this was one of my family's ships, because I said, well, this would make sense, uh, but there was a cot in there, and uh, I laid Guari down, and uh, like uh, I put a couple, uh, like there were some frozen vegetables down there, and I put them on Guari. Well, uh, I guess not like a blanket because they were just little bags. Guari was about six feet tall, and uh, then I got chilly and. Uh, Guari said, uh, I need to rest. Uh, I'll see you soon. And then, uh, I went to leave and Guari said, one, one more thing. Could you, uh, will you tell me a story?
And they said, what about the ship? And Gore said, the birds are going to pull the ship. It's a whole thing. Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, you don't need to tell me. And I said, no, no, no. Uh, and then I noticed a, a, a coat there, so I put it on. And I said, oh, okay, this is much more tolerable. And I sat at Gwari's side. I pulled up uh, what I guess now looking back at it was probably a giant uh, barrel of ice cream. And I sat there at Gwari's side, and I said, once upon a time, uh, there was a, a child in an ice cream bar, and they were best friends. Uh, the ice cream bar, uh, before they were friends, uh, was, was a girl named Colleen. Uh, uh, the ice cream bar uh, lived in a land with all other ice cream bars and ice cream sandwiches and cones and those kind of things. And... The ice cream bar's family believed uh, that uh, the, the key to happiness uh, was collecting uh, walnuts. Uh, for there was only so many walnuts in this world, and they figured out a way to collect the walnuts the most effectively. More effect because uh, this was before ice cream uh, bars had opposable thumbs. They had an invention uh, that would help them collect these walnuts, and they collected the walnuts all day long. And they told the little children one day they would be in the walnut collecting business, and they would be happy too. The more walnuts they had, the happier they would be. And, and this one child named uh, uh, Guarina said, uh, why do walnuts make us happy? And uh, the, then the great-grandmama said, uh, Sit down, Guarina. Let me tell you a tale. Uh, before your family collected walnuts, uh, which walnuts are just, a, they're actually a tangi they're, they're, uh, tangible and intangible. Do you know what that means, Guarina? And Guarnina had no idea what uh, the grandmama was talking about. Uh, and uh, then uh, he said, well, walnuts are, uh, they're an ingredient in uh, in different things. And uh, how do I explain it to, to you? Uh, there's, a, there's only so many walnuts in the world, and we have most of them. But everybody, some people need walnuts and some people want walnuts. Uh, and they're willing to trade things for our walnuts and even do things for us, uh, like uh, uh, turn fans on and off, for example, Guarina. Or, uh, you know, po polish, polish our, uh, you know, pol pol do things for us. You know, there's even people with opposable thumbs uh, that we uh, will do things to exchange uh, for walnuts. And Guarina still didn't understand. Uh, well, what is it about the walnuts uh, that makes us happy? Is it the things we exchange them for? And Grandmama said, it's the ability to exchange uh, uh, them that makes us happy. The ability to know that we could do it at any time. Uh, 
Guarina said, I still don't understand. And then the grandmama just laughed and said, well, one day you'll understand, Guarina, and you'll be happy, and you'll realize it's because of the walnuts, the surplus of walnuts, that you'll be happy. So don't worry about it. Just be happy. And Guarina tried to close Guarina's eyes and tried to imagine what it was like to be happy because uh, Guarina wasn't sure what uh, happiness feel felt like. And then a girl came in Guarina's room and said, uh, I'm here to play with you. I'm your friend. And uh, uh, Guarina said, "What? what's a friend? Uh, and the girl said, do you like to play? And Guarina said, I do. And the girl said, what do you like to play? And Guarina said, uh, uh, water splash, uh, song singing. And the girl said, that sounds fun. Could you teach me how to play? I'd love to play that with you. And they played water splash, song singing, and other games and Things Guarina liked to do. Lying on the floor, ceiling staring was another one, or uh, making funny noises. A lot. They had many good times. And Guarina knew uh, what happiness uh, felt like uh, when she would lie in bed. She would think, think of the times uh, she had with this girl. And she would, uh, and then I realized that, well, now I'm calling my friend Guarina, who was asleep. Uh, so I didn't finish the bedtime story. I got up and took my jacket off and I left the freezer because I knew the end of the story wouldn't have uh, helped uh, uh, Guar- my friend, my, my ice cream bar. My, but then I thought about it. If I'm in an adventure with my imaginary friend, then where am I? Where is this Dr. Mario? And I went up to the surface of the ship, but I was thinking about the end of the story, you know, where Guarina found out that the little girl was paid to play with her, was that, but she still was happy. And I took a breath, and I felt a sea breeze on my tongue. I looked up, and there was birds uh, pulling the ship uh, like they were sails, uh, thousands and thousands of birds. And I saw an island uh, getting closer and closer. And I just kind of sat there in the bow of the ship, uh, thinking about Guari sleeping below, Guarina riding on the bird-powered waves, uh, watching the island get larger and larger. Oh, hoping this was the island. We were supposed to be at the island with uh, Dr. Mario. Eventually, the ship came in to a small bay, and the birds uh, took it to a dock, uh, and they even kind of swung around some of the the, the things and the, the lines uh, to tie the boat to the dock, and I decided to, like, worry, sleep, uh, I got off the boat and I waved goodbye as the birds flew away. I said, thank you, birds. And I started to walk uh, up the only path I saw. It was a dirt path. Uh, there was no ice cream drops on this path and no signs. 
There was only one path, and it led up a hill to green grass on both sides, over a stream, and then down into a valley yeah, with some woods. Uh, and I could see from the top of the valley that the path led into the woods, and on the other side of the woods was a path uh, leading out uh, it's through the base of the valley and it, where it got narrower and narrower uh, into where I could just see a puff of smoke uh, coming up from what I presumed was a building. So I headed down uh, to the woods, uh, down the path, into the forest. Uh, and I said, just remember, uh, just to stay on this path, uh, that's all you need to do. And uh, it was a bit past. I don't know. There's something about the woods. Uh, and then I heard it. I heard a, a crinkling uh, and a crunching. And uh, like uh, somebody was uh, crumbling a paper and throwing it to the side. It was just off the path. Uh, and then I heard some muttering, some kind of frustrated muttering. And along with my disillusion or confusion, I guess I had to find out what was making the sound. And not far off the path, uh, in a little clearing, it was a little campsite. And there, sitting on a a stump, uh, was a beautiful, beautiful creature. It looked like a bit like a a duck-billed platypus, but if its bill was... uh, a magnificent waffle cone, and it, instead of being on all fours, it was sitting on a stump, uh, presumably because it was, you know, bipedal, but you know, walked on two legs, and it was writing uh, something. And I said, "Oh, hello! Sorry to interrupt you." Uh, and the uh, cone, platycone, or whatever. Conopus uh, looked over at me and said, Whom are you? And I said, To be honest, I've almost forgotten. I'm, uh, I'm looking for something. And then I heard you crumbling paper and muttering, and uh, I couldn't help but uh, it drew my attention. I was like in the forest, a bit confused. And the, the platycone said, uh, Well, this is the forest of confusion. Maybe that's why I'm having such a hard time, too. Hardy, har, har, have a seat here. So we don't know who, who you are. And I said, I'm, I'm Colleen. It's uh, Colleen Humor is the name. That's quite a name, Colleen Humor. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'm, I, I heard you calling me Conopus or Platycone in your head, and neither one of those is fine. You could call me Platy for short. And I said, well, what seems to be the matter, Platy? Uh, it sounds like you're frustrated or something. And Platy said, yeah, I wish I had to relax, you know, thing. I'm writing a story here. And I said, oh, what's the story called? And Platy said, the tale of the rural goblin. And I said, the tale of the rural goblin. And Platy said, that's it. That's the title I have. But I don't have anything else. And everything I have just doesn't seem good enough. 
And I said, well, I'm pretty good at asking questions. Why do you mind if I ask you some questions about your story? Maybe I could help. Uh, and Platy said, well, why would you want to help me? Why would you want to ask so many questions? Uh, why, why, why? Uh, I'm partially joking, but I do want those questions answered. And I said, well, I don't know why I want to help. I just felt like helping when I heard your frustration. Maybe because I've been frustrated, too, and I know how frustrating being frustrated can be. And Platy said, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, what about the what about the asking of the questions part? It sounds like it has extra. And I said, well, there was a time I asked too many questions on a repeated basis to frustrate people. So maybe I need to... Uh, undo that not uh and platy said well maybe i could help you too but first uh ask me some questions this sounds delightful and my i said well i have two questions first of all and i don't know which one is more important to you platy uh but i guess the first question would be why is it a rural goblin and Platy said, well, you know, I know this is a little bit on the nose, but this goblin was a goblin that uh, lived in the countryside uh, with its family for a long time, uh, but then moved to the big city, uh, one of the first goblins to move to the city, and it wasn't easy. And they always get, they called uh, called this goblin the rural goblin. Uh, because, you know, most of the, there was a more, the, you know, and, and, uh, that's all I have so far, but it's trying to decide if it should stay in the city or move back and be, because once a rural goblin, always a rural goblin, that's a piece of dialogue I had that I threw on the ground over there. And I said, oh, oh, sounds tough. Uh, sounds like an important thing to figure out. And I said, well, yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, and I said, well, has the rural goblin made a list of pros and cons about living in the city or moving back to the country? And Platy said, not yet. What was your other important question? And uh, I said, well, I don't think it matters anymore. I was going to ask uh, what a goblin is, but I don't think I really need to know because I know how that goblin feels. And Platy said, okay, well, maybe I'll make a list of pros and cons. Uh, sounds like a great place to start. And uh, what, what are you doing here in the forest of confusion, uh, Colleen Humor? And uh, I said, uh, I'm looking for Dr. Mario, of all things. Uh, and uh, Platy said, Dr. Mario? Really? And I said, yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Dr. Mario? And Platy said, am I familiar with Dr. Mario? It wouldn't be writing stories if it wasn't for Dr. Mario. Uh, I didn't realize you were an ice cream-based being. And I said, I'm not, but I have a friend, my best friend, as a matter of fact, uh, down in the sh ship, uh, staying cool. Uh, who seems to be melting and uh, said to, to get, get get to Dr. Mario. And uh, Platy said, uh, wow, sounds important. Maybe you should just uh, 
well, the thing about the forced confusion is it's very confusing. And, uh, like, uh, I guess, I, I, you know, I've been saving this for a special day, but you've really tried to help me. Uh, because I'll be honest, once you go into the forest confusion, you, you have to give it, it, it's a long process and it sounds like you're in a bit of a hurry. And I said, I am, uh, and, uh, Platy said, don't worry, I have a special power called the crystal blast and I'll use it, uh, just to help you. And I said, thank you, Platy. Uh, and Platy breathed out some ice in the, uh, like uh, all the forest froze for a little while. And Platy said, hurry along and follow the path. Uh, you'll find your way to Dr. Mario. Uh, and you won't be confused because everything in the forest is frozen now. And so I hurried along and eventually got out of the forest and uh, uh, then uh, found the trail and started through this canyon uh, towards where I thought I saw the smoke rising uh, from uh, some sort of structure. And eventually I saw down the canyon at the base, uh, it opened up and there was a small uh, home made of sod, uh, uh, sod sides, a sod roof. I wonder if it was a rammed earth home because uh, I had done some reading on that earlier. I'd always uh, fantasized about uh, living in a rammed earth home. Uh, but I paused uh, before uh, I got there because uh, something was uh, running towards me, a little creature. At first I thought it was a dog because uh, it even started uh, barking, like in a friendly, like a hello, hello bark, and not a barky, bark, bark. And then I heard a calling, a uh, woman's voice, uh, saying, Pobble, Pobble, come back. Uh, and she came out of the the the, 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 the home, the rammed earth home, uh, side home. And then Pobble got up to me. And Pobble was a collection of, uh, wasn't a dog, wasn't a being I'd ever seen before. It looked like a bunch of... Uh, I guess I'd say chocolate balls uh, stuck together. And uh, then Pablo kissed me, but it was a dog too at the same time. And uh, I said, okay, Pablo, okay. But I didn't want to pet Pablo because if it really was made of chocolate, and no. And uh, then the, the woman was approaching. Uh, she was wearing a lab coat. Uh, so I made the assumption that this was Dr. Mario. I said, Dr. Mario? And she said, yes, I am, uh, Dr. Mario. And I said, uh, uh, and she said, why are you here? It sounds like uh, you, you need to tell me something. And I said, it's my best friend, uh, 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 ice cream bar, Gwari. Uh uh, started melting and said I needed to bring bring them here uh, to your island, uh, or not to you, uh, for help. And Dr. Mario smiled and put her hand on my shoulder and said, you've come to the right place. Uh, and I said, where are we? Am I in, I, I, we took a, a paper ship here pulled by birds, and I met a platicone, 
And she said, oh, Platy, uh, so glad you saw Platy uh, out there in the forest of confusion trying to write a book, uh, a story. Uh, hope I know it's going to be a good one. And he said, is this real or a dream? Because uh, I'm pretty sure this ice cream bar is uh, a ma- my imaginary friend, but all this feels so real. And Dr. Mario said, well... If you lived in a binary world uh, made up of rules and yeses and nos, of uh, goods and bads, of uh, uh, feeling great and not feeling great, uh, and I said, yeah. And Dr. Murray said, okay, good thing you got Gwari out of there. Sounds like you both outgrew that world. And I said, uh, yeah. And uh, Dr. Mario said, well, this world's as real as you want it to be. And I said, well, what do you mean by that? Aren't things just either real or not real? And Dr. Mario uh, whistled, and then a cloud of birds came. Instead of a hot air balloon, it was a cloud of birds uh, with a basket hanging down. And... uh, Dr. Mars said, we, we better go get your best friend, huh? And you could think about that question. And we flew, flew over this majestic, majestic island. And I saw herds of ice cream, uh, half mammals, half ice cream creatures. And strange, uh, every, every living being was ice cream based other than Dr. Mario and myself. I hadn't noticed it before, but uh, the birds were made from different kinds of sprinkles or jimmies or whatever you choose to call them. And eventually we made our way to the ship and uh, we got out of the basket and we went below. And Dr. Mario took a look at Guari and uh, said, okay, well, I think it's Guari's going to be okay. We should bring Guari back uh, uh, to, to, to my place. And I said, do you have like a, a clinic or, or something? And Dr. Mario said, I'd like to, you know, we have, I have a small place to, this is where we, uh, this is the Island of, uh, ice cream friends. And it's where we, uh, take care of, uh, imaginary ice cream beings that have come into our world. Uh, cause our world or your world and their world are two very different things, right? And I said, yeah, your world's supposed to be full of uh, a good humor, uh, whether your humor is good or not, and sometimes it's a million places in between. And I said, you're right. And uh, Dr. Mario said, you know, I... I uh, I can see by your face that you're very helpful, and you're already trying to help Aguari. It sounds like you tried to help Laddie. You're nice to Popple. Would you want to stay here for a little while? You don't have to stay uh, forever, but as long as you'd like. And I said, uh, I might, are you like a veterinarian of imaginary ice cream friends? Uh and Dr. Mario said, kind of, kind of. Uh, 
And I said, well, what else would you need help with? Uh, and Dr. Murray said, well, you know, uh, uh, we could use uh, some, fun we could use a new, we could use some funding, you know, cause I would love a, a new clinic, uh, and I think we could, you know, use a boat like yours. Uh, we could probably use that and, uh, we could probably make this island because she goes, there's a whole out there in the world. There's tons of ice cream friends, uh, in a ma other imaginary friends. She goes, some children's imaginary friends are not ice cream based. And I said, not ice cream based. And she said, no, they, uh, they could be human. They could be butterflies, uh, but they could use our help probably too. You know, once we, you know, get everything squared away in the imaginary ice cream based friend world. And, uh, I said, huh? I said, how much money would it take to, uh, save all the imaginary ice cream friends in the world? And Dr. Mars said, uh, uh, you know, 186, uh, or something. She said a number. I, I don't want to say it. Uh, uh, and I said, huh, I remember grandmama bragging that that's how much uh, the company was worth. Uh, and Dr. Mars said, you have a look in your eye. What, what are you thinking? And I said, uh, well, maybe I'm supposed to be here, but maybe I'm not supposed to be here yet. Uh, I've got a plan, Dr. Mario. You better sit down for it, uh, and then you could treat Quarry, and I'll come back and visit as often as I can. He said, my grandmama's an ice cream baron, and uh, what I plan to do is uh, uh, become her protege and eventually take over the company, then dissolve it uh, and use all the money uh, for our cause here on uh, Ice Cream Isle, if you don't mind me calling it that. And uh, Dr. Mario said, it's called the Ice Cream Mile of Imaginary Friendship. Uh, and I said, even better. And so I headed back uh, on the uh, paper, SS Paperboy, left Guari behind. And uh, that's my mission. Uh, and it all started with an ice cream bar or... An ice cream sandwich, if you wish. Good night.